Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and I don't know about you, but it's been challenging me to really seek Him. It's been um, challenging me to spend time praying in the Spirit been challenging me to spend time meditating in the Word of God and getting God conscience in a noisy world. Look what it says here. Now, this is Jesus talking to his disciples in one of the last meetings he had with them before he was crucified. He told them he was going to go away to be with the Father. He told them these things. The disciples were sad because they wondered where he was going. Look what he says in John 14, 16. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. His disciples were sad because they didn't know how they were going to make it and how they were going to cope through life without him says these words, Jesus says, I will pray the Father and ask the Father that he shall give you another comforter. Amen? And, and I, I want you to kind of think about that. He said, what do you mean another comforter? That means Jesus was the arisen, original comforter to man. Jesus was the comforter. But he asked the Father to send another comforter just like him in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now this is the thing. I want to look at this word comforter because it, when, I, when I was reading this, it caught me. And I will send you the comforter. And I, I kind of grabbed that word comforter, stuck out like, what does it mean to be a comforter? And I looked at it, the Greek, and it says this. If you break it down, it means another one of the same kind. One time it means Another one, okay, and I don't want to get into all this fancy stuff. Another one of a different kind, another one of the same kind. Jesus chose the word, the, he said this, it's, um, it's heteros in the Greek. I will pray the Father, and, and, and parakletos is another one. It's a combination of two words. Paraklete meaning um, one called alongside. It's one alongside of you, another, and you could basically put it together. The comforter it was is, is called, what kind of comforter was Jesus talking about? He was talking about a helper, one who just, what, says, I'm, I'm right alongside of you, helping you, so you don't have to figure out life on your own. Okay? Now, here's the thing. He said, I will pray you, the Father, to give you another one. One of the same kind, one of the same kind called along to go aside you, just like Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit was told. He's called alongside of you, just like Jesus, to what? To help you. Now watch this. Who was he talking about? He was talking about this. Now I want you to read this in the Amplified Bible, okay? John 14, 16 and Amplified. Let's us know the comforter had been sent, the comforter, counselor, Helper, listen to this. But I will ask the Father, and he will give you a comforter. 
Now the word makes more sense. I will give you a counselor. I will give you a helper. I will give you the intercessor. I will give you the advocate. I will give you the strengthener. And I will give you the standby. That he may remain with you forever. Now these words all break down to what the Holy Spirit is doing in the life of the believer. Now I want you to see this because this is very important. When you receive the Holy Spirit, he becomes a counselor, a comforter. Now I want you to get this right. He's come to live in you to give you this guidance. So the Holy Spirit has become the counselor. He's the one who gives you advice. It's a legal term, which means he is a legal advisor. Simply implies he is your counselor. The Holy Spirit gives you legal advice like he becomes a lawyer in your life. Isn't that cool? You know how you can say, you got to go get legal counsel. You got to go get spiritual counsel. You gotta, he becomes all those counsels in your life. He becomes a guide to you. Okay? Now, while I'm reading this, I'm getting kind of stirred up about some of these scriptures, and I want you to see this. I'm going to kind of deviate a little bit from this because I'm getting, getting, getting there. If you look at this, um, if you look at this, and I'm going to find it for you. If you go to 1 John, Go to 1 John, and we're going to look, um, we're going to look at chapter 2, okay? Go to 1 John 2, and we're going to look at verse 20, okay? In 1 John 2 and 20, you're going to see this. Yep, you're going to find it. It says, but you have received the unction of the Holy One, Okay? Now look at it in the King James, and then I want you to see this thing here. It's going to help you. So look what it says there. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now I got to get you to get this understanding, okay? When he says this to you, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things, here's the thing. The unction is that counsel. Does that make sense? You have an, uh, um, um, an anointing, of the Holy Spirit, um, the smeared in, rubbed in. That word unction is charisma, okay? This, it's like rubbed in presence of God, but you have the unction from the Holy Spirit on the inside. Now, one of the things I want you to understand with that word is this. You have that, the Holy Spirit as an agent inside of you, leading and guiding you. That's why he's leading you to truth. He knows everything. So you have an unction from the Holy One. One of the places you could look to see this even different, if you want to do this, if you, if you can, is the Holy Spirit is anointing you, and you know everything because he's in you. Now, that's just a simple way to understand it. Now, you have to seek that out, though. That doesn't come by default, or you just get that because, oh, you know, praise be to God, I just get that because I get that. Now, here's one of the things we learned, right? And you remember when we looked at, um, um, when, we, when we really looked at James chapter 4, Remember we were looking at that the other day? We looked at James chapter 4 and 6 and the Amplified Classic, and you could start with James 4, 5, 4 and 5, James 4 and 5, and the Amplified Classic version. I know I'm adding some notes in here, so just give, give Angela a minute here, okay? She's doing a great job, okay? Or do you suppose that the Scripture is speaking to no purpose that says the Spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us, yearns over us, 
and he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. Okay, I'm down with that. But he gives, now I used this a couple Sundays ago, if you remember, but he gives us more and more grace. Now, I don't know about you, but the Amplified Bible really reads very clear into this. He says, grace is the power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency and allow all others fully. I mean, did you get that? He said, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is grace. Man, is that not good? So what is the Holy Spirit's life, power, or let's just say this, what is the Holy Spirit's power going to do in your life? It's going to give you grace. That is so good. What do you mean it's going to give you? Well, what do you need the ability of God in your life to overcome? That's what it's going to give you. Whatever ability you need in life to overcome, to be strong, circumstances that, you know, tests, trials, challenges, obstacles, circumstances, problems, demonic activity, whatever it is, God is, that's what he's, remember? Remember Paul's, uh, my grace is sufficient because it's the ability in you giving you power and obstacles over all the what works of the enemy. It says the Holy Spirit to meet these evil tendencies and all others fully. This is why he says God sets himself against the proud and the haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. What does it mean? It means you're not being um, stuck you know, in trying to fix, figure this thing out and fix it on your own, but you're humbly surrendering to God and the word of God to change your life, that's what the comforter's doing. But you get grace. But here's the thing, most people don't, don't do it because they think they're going to take care of it. He's the one who's giving you the advice. He's the one who's going to be your counselor. He's the one who's going to help you. Look what it says in Psalms 16, 7, because this is really good. Because God is trying to give you counsel. God is, trying to, God is trying to give me and you constant direction, constant guidance, constant comfort, constant attention. But the problem is if we're not paying attention, we will, we will miss it. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. Now, you got to understand this. What is he saying? Reins like on a horse are directing and steering me even in the night season where I can't see where I'm supposed to go. That's what the Holy Spirit does. My reins here means my inward man. Okay? Does that make sense? Where does that instruction come from? Like a horse with reins? It comes from the inside. Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, the illuminator, searching all the inward parts of the inside, the belly. My, my, the, the, the psalmist is explaining, the psalmist is explaining my reins are my inward man. I don't have reins on my head like a horse. I don't have a lot flashlight, you know, showing me in the dark. He said the light is a lamp into my feet. It's the light into my path, the word of God. But these reins are my spirit being. I'm instructed in my inward man 
in the seasons where I can't see. It's the Holy Spirit who instructs you through the inward man. Now, here's the thing. Most people, but listen to the thing. Most people are uninformed that that's that 1 Peter 3, 4, the hidden man in the heart. You want to see that? Go 1 Peter 3 and 4. He says, you know, it's kind of a weird scripture. Like, I don't want to say it's weird. The first part of it confuses people because they don't see where it means. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like this. But listen, right? But let the hidden man of the heart, and which is incorruptible, even the ornament of a man, uh, of a meek and quiet spirit, I'm sorry, which is in the sight of God, great, great, great price. Say what? But let the inward or the hidden man of the heart, that's the inward man, okay? The hidden person, person you don't see. It's incorruptible. Just not corruptible. Even the ornament of a what? Of a quiet spirit. Gentle, peaceful spirit. Did you get that? A je- look at this. A gentle, peaceful spirit. And that's that, that's that three, four. You know? It, it's supposed to be good. If you look at the amplified and read that, but let it be the inward adorning. You can go there if you want. You want me to see it? That first Peter three, four amplified. You can see it, it'll help you. Because it's incorruptible. And these are all new scriptures. I'm just giving you on the go. So, you know what I mean? Just roll with us for a minute. But let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart, which the incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is not anxious or wrought up, but is very precious in the sight of God. The inward, the, the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart. Who's that? That's your spirit. You know, does that make sense? So he said there's an inward man in you. Though the outward man perish... The inward man is renewed day by day. He's talking about, he sounds like it's almost you got your two people. The outward man perish, body, but the inward man becomes renewed day by day. So how many men am I? Outward man, inward man. Spirit man, soulish man. See what I'm saying? He has no problem with the, he has, he has no problem with this. But, you know, that's the thing why you have to build these consciousness now because it's not, it's not a physical world that you're looking for answers in. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for answers in the spiritual world for the physical world, but the physical world does not give you the answers. So I got to go to an invisible place and try to find it. Where is that? It's within me. You know? You know, there's a lot of issues in life that are not expressly de- dealt with the scriptures. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the scriptures help me but it isn't like I go in there and find like, you know, I always say this, like Psalm, Psalm 140, verse 6, Pastor Chris, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. I haven't found that yet. So this is important that you understand that you have to look at this. Things concerning daily living, daily success, um, buying something, you know, doing something, starting something, whatever it is. You would need to have guidance, you know? Sometimes there's no way to tell just off of going through Genesis and Revelation, but you could hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. You could walk in the council and make the right choices and decisions in life following the Holy Spirit. 
you know, I think Acts 11 and 12, I'm sorry, Acts 11 and 11 and 11 and 12 kind of kind of talks about Peter was praying one day and he got in the spirit. That's why you got to get over in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? This is why you got to get over in the spirit realm. Because when you get over in the spirit realm, you got authority you didn't have before. You got, you got, you got decision-making you didn't have before. And behold, immediately, there were three men already come unto the house where I was sent from Caesarea unto me, and, and the spirit bade me to go with them. Peter had a vision when he was in the spirit. One day while Peter was praying in the house, um, the spirit of God said to him, men are going to come for you, and I want you to go with them. Peter said, the spirit bade me go, the Holy Ghost. He saw it. He knew it. Now, this is wild. Can you imagine, like, check this out. Like, right, say you're, like, praying, like, hey, you know, you're praying at home, and, like, all of a sudden, like, hey, Pastor Chris is going to come pick you up with two other people and take you somewhere. You'd be like, you probably start flipping out if you started having some of these experiences with God. But here's what I'm saying. You have a knowing. It might not be this spiritually elaborate with direction and detail, but this is what the Holy Spirit is trying to do with you. Peter said, the Spirit made me go. The Holy Spirit can tell you to do something. He can tell you not to do something. He can direct you. He can tell you, he can tell you whatever he wants to tell you. He can tell you to do anything. He can instruct you about anything at any moment of time. He can, you can acquire the counsel of God. And I'm going to say this. There's two sides of the Holy Spirit that I like to talk about. It's the seeing side of God. And then there's the knowing side of the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes he'll show you something. You know what I mean? Um, let the Holy Spirit function, and he'll talk to you about this instruction, you know? And this is what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I see it. Okay, like, it was funny. Like, we had a manifestation a couple of weeks ago, and, and I, I probably got to explain it for you Sunday morning people that come. You know, it was funny. Lauren asked me about it. She goes, in Sunday service, I, I looked over at somebody, and they did something. They just moved. And I was like, that guy wants to get involved with that department. And I was 100% right. And if you were in service, you know, I said, you can help me with that. I knew, I knew, did you see? I knew, I literally knew what he was thinking. I was 100% right. I asked him after service. I said, you were literally thinking that you could help in this department, weren't you? He goes, yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy, right? How did I see? Now, did I see names and pictures? No. I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm starting to see like captions. Like I'm seeing like, you know, like you, you know, like you send the tweet. What do you call those boxes that got like that little, you know, it looks like a tweet box. Caption box. I'm starting to see them. Like I'm getting around people. And if I can get over, this ain't weird, man. I just get like, I pick it up. Like they're afraid or they're nervous or they're going through. I got the back guy a couple weeks ago. And that was for him. I just got around. I felt it. I knew it. I just knew. So got, see, now you're seeing and knowing. Now, when you start seeing over in the spirit, now you're in a whole new world, bro. Because now you start seeing into, 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 um, into the realm of the spirit. You know, you see and you know. So he's the, does that make sense? He's the spirit of seeing, but you might not see it with physical eyes. Does that make sense? And there's the spirit of knowing but you might not know it in a natural sense. You just know. You ever just know? Like, watch this. You ever just look at somebody and go, they're messed up. And it's not body language. They can have a smile on their face. You just know 
something, you just seen something and it connected something. You ever just, you ever just have somebody come on your heart? You just know something's up with that person. You ain't even seen, they don't even live in the same state. But you just know. Man, don't pass that by. You know, Brother Hagin told this story one time. He said he wanted to write a note. You ever try to go do something for somebody and you just can't do it? You know, like you're going to call them, but it just doesn't work and you don't feel like the timing's right or something? Don't, don't mess with that stuff. Sometimes you're not being lazy, you're being led. You got to know the timing of stuff. You know, this is how you start spending time with the Holy Ghost. So you got to understand this. He wants to counsel you in life. Here's another thing. He wants to be your helper. Man, that's good stuff. What do you mean the helper? Well, think about this. When you need help, who are you asking for help? When you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, you know, don't say you ain't got nobody to help you. You do. You got the helper living in you. Man. God has the right people in the right place to help you at the right time. Ain't that good? Ain't that good news? Stop thinking, well, you know, ain't nobody going to help me. Hush your mouth. You got the helper living on the inside. If God sees you going somewhere, he got the right people and the right place at the right time to help you. Right people, right place, right time. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is your helper. How in the heaven is he going to help you if you don't have the right people, right place, and right time? He's orchestrating your life. If he's on the inside searching out all the inward parts of the belly, don't you know he knows what you need three months, four months, five months from now? He, man, he's going to get somebody to help you at the right time because he can't, what's he going to do? He can't do it his own. He needs people. Whenever he needs to use somebody to help you, he will. He's my helper, so he can assign anybody to help me. People will help you. They don't even want to help you. They won't even know why they're helping you. They'll just help you because he's leading them. You ever have somebody do something for you that doesn't even like you or doesn't even want, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, people that are like, um, people will help you that don't even want to. Let's just put it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to do it, but they're going to do it. They don't even know why they're doing it. They're just doing it. I'm telling you, you got to become positive about this helper helping you. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are kingdom principles. So God made the whole world and put you in the middle of it, and he ain't going to help you? So why are you talking like he doesn't want to help you? Man. I got news for you. Maybe you're about to write this down. God does not need to obtain your permission to help you. That's a good word. God does not need to obtain your permission to help you. I'm telling you right now. He's orchestrating it. Now, you got to be led to get to the help, but God is setting up stuff all day long. I never forget this as long as I live. 
right? I was working way back. I was going to Bible school, you know? And this has happened hundreds of times, but I just remember this one so clear as day because God spoke to me about it. I was like, okay, I planned my day. I said, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go do this. 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 I'm going to finish up this last job right here, and I'm calling it a day. I purposed in my heart where I was going, right? And, man, I started getting tired. Day started going on. I was like, ah, you know, I'm not going to go to that last stop. I'm just going to leave it. You know, I, I don't really want to do it. I'm beat. I'll catch it next week. I'll do it during the week or something like that. Man, I couldn't shake it. I took a little nap in the, you know, car, just like 10 minutes little. I'm tired. I'm like, man, I don't want to go finish this thing. God was like, you said you're going to do it. Do it. That's all I kept getting. You said you were going to do it. Do it. You said you're going to do it. Do it. Like, I just couldn't get away from it. Like, you purposed in your heart to do it. Now finish it. So I went reluctantly. Literally, honest to God, I got out of the truck to go do this job, and the minute I was walking to the job, this other guy looked at me and said, I've been looking for somebody all week. Can you take this account on? I'll pay you today. I'll do this for you, and I'm going to pay you for the next month. I'm going to advance you right now kind of stuff. And I remember, so I was like, yeah, this is great. It's like, man, you know, I chalked it up to just like, great. Put it in my pocket, did the work, finished, tired, driving home. God's like, every day I'm setting you up to be blessed. Every day I'm setting you up for victory. Every day. The problem is sometimes my timing isn't right. See what I'm saying? So when you start purposing stuff with God, stay the course, man. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? He's trying to help you. He's got people in position to help you. But if you don't make the steps to go forward, you ain't going to find them. But they're waiting for you. And that, well, you mean stuff? I mean a word. Have you ever talked to somebody and they gave you a word and it helped you and they didn't even know they were helping you? Or you got encouraged, or you got an answer, or you got something. I never forget there was a guy on the West Coast, oh my God, living through the worst. They were living through the, um, that little depression we had there, ready to lose their church building, ready to lose everything. Talked to every person he could talk to, talked to people after people, lawyers, everybody. They're like, man, there's no way, this is a complete mess. We're not going to be able to save this building. And it was a big mess, and it wasn't his fault. He just, and he talked to another preacher, and the other preacher said, you know what? We just went through a similar thing. I think I got the guy for you. Connected him to the guy, and the guy's like, I've done this a hundred times. I can, get you, I can get you through this thing. I can get it fixed and save the guy's building. God's trying to find help, but you got to sometimes connect it, man. You got to get moving. Does that make sense? Like, it ain't just going to fall out the sky. So through a conversation, he got the right lawyer at the right time. They saved the church building, saved everything, got everything worked out. It was kind of like, you know, this crazy demonic attack, but the guy had the answers that other people didn't have. God is setting up help for you and everything in life. He's setting your family up. Like, you were, you're wringing your hands about your loved ones. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God's got angels on assignment talking to people all around the earth to witness to them. You just got to claim, start claiming those scriptures. Holy Spirit, help them see. What's that Ephesian prayer, right? Open the eyes of my understanding. Let me know what is the hope of the calling. Let me know what is the inheritance of sins. What is seen in greatness? Come on. Sit there and pray those prayers. God, I pray their eyes are open. God, send laborers across their path. Come on. The helper wants to help. Man, I'm telling you what. You know, 
He's trying to help people, man. That's what that Acts 10.38 says. You know what I mean? Acts 10.38, you all know that scripture. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. God anointed Jesus and sent them to heal those oppressed of the devil, which means God wants people to be well. God wants you to be well. God wants you to help people. Therefore, God's good. And now, that's another thing. He, he, he's, he's a help in time of need. You know, you're never disadvantaged with God. Never. I'm telling you, whatever predicament you're in, he's the answer. Amen? Here's another thing, too. He's an intercessor. Is that okay? The Holy Spirit is an intercessor. The Holy Spirit goes with you as your intercessor. He carries out his, he also carries out his intercession ministry through you. A believer. If a Christian has a problem or is in trouble, the Holy Spirit is the one who will pray for him. Okay? He don't do this by himself either. You know what I'm saying? He prays for you through other believers. You pray for yourself, amen, through your spirit life. He prays for us through other believers in Christ who are filled with the spirit. The Holy Spirit is not human. He's supernatural. Okay? He doesn't have a body. He's a spirit. Jesus, Jesus had a body. The Holy God. God is not a man that he should lie. God's a spirit. Jesus is a body. Holy Spirit is a spirit. He needs a body to flow through. That's why you got to yield to him. Look at Romans 8.26. Y'all know this one. This is what everybody, everybody loves this scripture. All good things work out for them that love God. Only if you're praying in the Holy Ghost, otherwise it ain't going to work out good. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You understand that? The J.B. Phillips you translates that word weakness. You understand that? Or infirmities. You want to know what it says? The J.B. Phillips translation uses the word limitations. Isn't that good? For we, how about this? The, think of this scripture, right? So Phillips' translation says, he said he calls in it uh, infirmities or weaknesses. He calls it limitations. So read it like this. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our limitations, for he knows what we what should pray, for we don't know how to pray right. So he prays us beyond our limitations. Ain't that good news? Beyond our limitations. So you want to live a limitless life? Get over in the spirit. You don't have to know what you're supposed to pray about. Pray in the spirit. I'm telling you, so I don't know what to do. Good. Pray in the Spirit. He knows what to do. But he ain't going to do it apart from you. He got to do it with you. That's that 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 
For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. When you're talking about tongues, you got your spirit talking going on. So my understanding and my mind's unfruitful. So if I don't know what to do, then guess what? If Think about this. If I don't know what to do and I don't know what to think in this matter, when I flip the switch to the Holy Spirit, my understanding is unfruitful, good, because I don't know what to do in the situation. I need higher ability than what I have. It's in me. I got to yield to the Holy Spirit and believe by faith that he's going to pray it out of me. You better get that on the ride home. Come on, I'm telling you. He's the Holy Spirit. How about this one? You ready for this one? He's the advocate. Ooh, I like that word. He is the advocate. I got two more, advocate and standby. What in the world is an advocate? I got more. I got the strengthener too, so I got a couple. I got to make some time here. The kind of intercession the Holy Ghost is to us is that of an advocate. An advocate is a counsel of defense. He's a legal representation. He's a legal representative. He speaks on our behalf, and he defends us. He's talking about this. He was talking about the Holy Spirit who engages our adversaries, someone who comes right in the middle of the heat and takes charge with us, not someone who watches from the background as we grapple with the forces and circumstances. No, he comes in and annihilates them. You can never be disadvantaged anymore with the power of the Holy Spirit in you. When people are saying evil things about you, when people have judged you wrong, when people come against you, when people try, when the enemy tries to rise up against you when, with demonic activity, your advocate will be right there, the Holy Spirit. They listen, they might not give you, they might not give you uh, uh, opportunities. People may not be, you might have to feel like you gotta defend yourself. Nah, you don't need to get into all that stuff. God, you know, you got overlooked for promotions, people are devising schemes. Every evil attack coming against you, demonic influence, all this weirdo stuff, evilness coming at you, God will be your defense. He will show up at the right time. He will defeat your enemies because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying to you and me. The greater one's living in you, and he's helping you. You cannot lose, you cannot be discouraged, and you cannot be defeated. He's too good. Amen? He's going to give you the strengthener. He's also the strengthener. Man, what do you mean a strengthener? He's giving you the strength to keep taking steps to ensure that everything works out right for you. He's participating in your process. The apostle Paul said, I am weak, but he makes me strong. Have you ever felt so weak without strength that it seemed like everything's going wrong and going, going just berserk? You know, you hear that. Can't make it. Can't do it. Don't, I'm, I can't. I can't. Some others have, right, demonic experiences. The enemy's too much. I mean, I just went through a situation. Felt like the people, man, the wind was knocked out of them. He'll help you breathe again. Understand this. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the ability. He'll give you the, the power. He wants us. Look at Ephesians 3, 6, 
15. Jesus got strength in the Garden of Gethsemane, but I want you to look at Ephesians 3.16. The angel, right, strengthened Jesus in, in the garden, right? He couldn't do it on his own, but he got strength. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened, strengthened with might by his spirit in your spirit. He's going to give you strength on the inside. That's one of the things we said about the Holy Spirit, right? When you pray in the Spirit, you're battery charging. You're battery charged. You're spiritually charging yourself up. Look at that scripture. Strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Come on with somebody. Strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't you feel that right there? I'm not weak. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But you plug, when's the last time you plugged yourself in, man? Well, I haven't, I haven't prayed in the spirit in months, Pastor Chris. Come on, what you mean months? You're lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritually lazy. You got to be disciplined. The spirit strengthens you with might, power. And the inner man. Woo! How about this one? The last operation, standby. He's your standby. When you run out of everything, your strength, ability, understanding, ideas, opinionity, uh, sorry, <laughs> opinionity, opinions, you got it all. You're done. There he is, just standing by you. He never fails. When you quit, he picks you up. When you give up, he don't let you stop. When things fail in your life, he'll show up. He's your standby. He's like, he's like I, I like in this thing, he's like a standby generator. You know what I'm saying? You know, you ever, you ever see one of those things? Like, you ever been somewhere, like, when something, the power goes out, like, clink, 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 and all of a sudden, that generator kicks in. You got these, I was in a, um, I was in a big old building. I don't remember where it was. I think a hotel or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was something big. And you're thinking, man, the lights are going to go out here. And the lights went, boom, boom. And you knew it was like, whoa. And then, boom. They come right back on. And you know that backup generator kicked in. They even said it. The backup generator kicked in. Man, when you can't, woo! He's a standby generator. When you run out of power, when you run out of electricity, when the source shuts down, that standby generator kicks in immediately so you can continue to enjoy victory. Man. But here's the thing. That's Romans 8.11. Look at Romans 8.11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. You got the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? What spirit you think is the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead? It's the Holy Ghost. The spirit woo, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me dwells in you, who raised Christ from the dead, he will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. My God, did you get that? Can you expect a miracle? You better believe it. 
When the Holy Ghost is with you, you live the life of miracles. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is what? Not another, not another different kind of, it's the Holy Ghost in you. He's going to raise you from dead. He's going to raise you to victory. He's going to raise you to sanity. He's going to raise you to supernatural success. He's going to raise you to be above and not beneath. He's going to raise you to be the head and not the tail. He's going to raise you to win the battles of life. He's going to raise you from a bed of sickness. He's going to raise you from a place of depression. He's going to raise you up because that's what he does. When the Holy Ghost takes over, he will give life to your body, he will energize your spirit, and he will supply you with the necessary requirements and knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to overcome every obstacle of life. My God in heaven, I don't know about you, but I got to lean on this helper. I got to lean on this comforter. Remember we said comforter. Comforter is a bad translation, you know, because you think, like, oh, he's just going to comfort me. He's just going to give me no, he's going to put a pillow on my head when my head's, nah, he's going to give you victory. There's more than this. It's like a mighty rushing wind. You shall receive the Holy Ghost and fire. You shall receive power and fire. That ain't comfort. What, 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 who's ever been in a fire and felt comfortable? In a fire, not around the fire. You sit around a fire like, Roasted marshmallows, that's, yeah, that's comfortable. He said he, he f- cloven flyer was above their head. They got baptized with fire. You can't be in the fire and be comfortable. It's saying about you, that word, and he shall receive the comforter. Woo, what's that comforter? What's that comforter? Come on, somebody. You got a counselor living on the inside. Check in with the counselor on the inside. I had a guy one time, we were at the Miracle Center. He called me up. He's like, hey, because I used to like, you know, a couple people had keys. And in the early stages, I didn't want nobody just being in the building, not knowing they were in there. You never knew what was going on. So one of the guys called me up. He's like, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I got to go to the church. I'm really messed up. I'm going to. I said, I said, I need counsel. I need to talk to you. And I said, OK. I said, listen, go to the church and go pray for an hour. And then I'll meet with you if you, you know stuff. Man got in there. Guy starts praying all his prayer. He called me back. He said, I don't, 45 minutes later, he calls me back. He goes, I don't need to meet with you. I said, what do you mean you don't need to meet me? He goes, I don't need to meet with you. He said, God already gave me my answer when I was praying in tongues. When's the last, no, you want to go listen to every ding-dong in America about what you're supposed to do. When's the last time you checked out with the greatest counselor living inside you? Now, I ain't got no problem with you going to counsel, but have you spent time with the counselor? Or you just like going to counseling? Woo! That'll preach. I need help. Help. I need somebody help. You need the Holy Ghost. Did you check with the helper? He's not the doer. He's the helper. Come on, come on, come on. How about, oh, the intercessor. Can you put me on the intercessory prayer list? How about you intercede for yourself? Uh-oh, now I got no problem with the prayer team. We got prayer teams all over here. But when's the last time you took some time and interceded with the intercessor, the one inside searching out all the inward parts, finding what you need? Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered in the heart of man for the things of the love of God. But what? He what? He seeks all the things. Advocate, legal counsel, 
Legal defense against the attack. Strengthener. Stand by. He ain't leave you. Never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. He might remain with you forever. He can't leave. He don't want to leave. I got a counselor. I got a helper. I got an intercessor. I got an advocate. I got a strengthener. I got a standby. I got victory. And you're running around looking for all this stuff outside. He's living in you. What are you doing with the God inside of you? How much time, how much attention, and how much consciousness have you been giving him? Let him do these things for you. And I'm not, I wasn't picking on you. You know what I'm saying. I was trying to help you see and understand that God has so much for you, and all you got to do is start yielding to him and allowing him to take over your life. Your life has to take on a brand new meaning. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for leading them, guiding them, helping them. Thank you for awakening them in this spiritual condition that you have for them. And thank you for transforming their life. Because as they follow the Holy Spirit, they walk in the leading and the unction of the Holy Spirit. They will fulfill the promises that you have for them. And they'll pursue you. That's what I hear. Pursue him. Seek him while he can be found. And operate more in the things of the Spirit of God. And your life is going to take on a whole new meaning. Praise God. Let me bless you. Father, I bless them. Keep them and you watch over them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. We'll praise the Lord. I'm excited for you. We're going to be cranking a brand new series up real soon. And I want you to notice that as you take time cultivating your life in the spirit, your life is going to change because God is trying to lead you, guide you, help for you, provide for you. He's with you. He's living in you. Get conscious of God. Train your human spirit. As you train your human spirit, you're going to transform your life. I love you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.